You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Thursday, May 12th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. As you can see, if you are on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, the sun is shining in Ohio. Finally, Mark Porter and Bill Curlick are here. Smash those like buttons, subscribe, whatever. If you're listening to the podcast, we also appreciate it. Bill, Mark, the sun is shining. How are you guys today? Excellent as always. Doing well, and a uh, little little known fact that well, not a fact, but a thought out there. Heard on the radio today. Here in Columbus, this will be the best weather week of the year. So I believe it. Nice. I believe yeah. it. I, I don't know how many of you guys goof around with your weather app, but I have a couple cities listed on there that are not in the state of Ohio that I like to covet. One of them being San Diego, because you can get a stretch of five or six sunny days and no humidity and heading into this week i clipped the picture for dayton and took off the top and made my wife guess and she thought san diego no dayton and as mr bucknut said and always says i actually had lunch with him yesterday if dayton's weather was like this year round we've had eight hundred thousand people living here and we don't so a lot of other people like to come to Ohio, including people who live in Arizona, where the weather is better than Ohio. And I segue into the biggest commitment we've gotten in some time. Class of 2024, number one player, number one quarterback, Dylan Rayola is in the fold. We are going to enjoy the positive hangover aspects of that again today because Bill and Mark have not been on the pod since the commitment live earlier this week. Bill, put in context what this means. We talked about it. It was a, I don't know about a long recruitment, but Corey Dennis and Ryan Day starting off the class with the number one player and a quarterback seems like a pretty ideal way to get 2024 started. The fruits of their labor are paying off. Well, there's there's no question. This is the way to start the class. And you talk about swooping in and getting a kid. This is a kid that, you know, there were crystal balls for him to USC. In fact, they were all to USC at that point. And there's a reason, you know, he he was pretty much going to USC. I mean, he was, uh, I know people out there uh, in Arizona, California and all that uh, were sitting down talking with him, you know, and he, and Rayola is talking about going to USC, literally. Um then, lo and behold, Ohio State, Corey Dennis, Ryan Day, uh, you know, they swoop in and get the kid. It, it reminds me a little bit of the Devin Brown situation. Totally off the radar, Devin Brown, he ends up at Ohio State late in the process. Rayola, of course, wasn't totally off the radar, but still, 
you know, they took away a kid that uh, Lincoln Riley, I'm sure, was was figuring on getting. And, and, you know, I think there's several factors there. Ohio State, you know, the, the job Corey Dennis and and uh, Ryan Day did, uh, the Ohio State offense, and, and where the USC program is at. And, you know, I, I know that uh, Rayola just felt more comfortable and better about where the Ohio State program is at and how great his visit was to Ohio State uh, back in April, actually two visits, and they literally swooped in and got him. Uh, Super impressive. Mark, you did your review of him breaking down his film earlier this week. If I had to mention what jumps out the most about him, it's that, and I've said this, you know, for example, Ohio State is recruiting Justice Haynes, who's the son of Veron Haynes, both running backs, Dylan Riola's dad played center in the NFL, and I'm not saying Riola is headed for the offensive line, the younger one, but he's, for a sophomore, he is a big kid and thick. When you saw Steve Wolfong standing next to him and interviewing him, this is a really good-sized kid for a sophomore. Yeah, and, and that makes you wonder, how did that kid ever stay a quarterback all those years? How did no youth coaches take all that size and put it at tight end, put it at defensive end, even put it on the offensive line, knowing that his dad played offensive line. But I, I got to believe that he has trained like an offensive lineman and has built his body from the core up. I mean, the leg strength, the lower body, the core, when he throws the ball, it's effortless. And that 225 pounds, I, I haven't seen a quarterback that young, that heavy in recent memory that I can point to to even compare him to. You know, you start looking at, at NFL heights and weights when you start talking about a sophomore in high school, which is extremely rare. Uh, the other thing is when you say all that weight, you're like, okay, he's going to be a drop back sluggish foot stand in the sand guy. No, he's got active feet. He's got some agility. Uh, he slides around the pocket. I think I used the comparison of like a Dak Prescott in the NFL where he can get out of the field and run, but that guy looks to beat you by sliding around and using his eyes downfield. And that's a lot of what you see Dylan do is, flip around and reverse the field in the pocket. And he's not trying to take off down the field. He's going to use that arm to paint all four corners of that field, whether it's thrown back across his body. And, you know, I, I always am careful to use an NFL comparison on a high school kid, but a lot of the throws he's making when he's running one way, looking one way and doing the across the body thing. And he does it more than just once. It's not like that fluke one-time throw he did in a high school game. It's part of his game where he's got a big enough arm where he doesn't need to have his base set to make a great throw. Uh, he, he makes a really good throw when his feet are set in the right direction. But, you know, there's multiple films where you say, okay, he's going this way, throwing the other. So you start giving him the Aaron Rodgers comparison or a Pat Mahomes comparison just on those type of throws, of course. But what an outstanding prospect. And like you're saying, to build a class this early and have the centerpiece of it to help you recruit from there. And then I always say this about recruiting uh, uh, for quarterbacks, be aggressive. If you're a quarterback, go commit to the job you want, because once it's gone, it's gone forever. So in the class of 2024 for the entire country, he just shut down the recruiting at Ohio State for quarterbacks. So, you know, that's a very aggressive move, and it shows no fear by him of who may come in before or after. Bill, the immediate questions became, how will this affect class of 2023 recruiting? Because we've skipped a year. And because Rayola committed on his 17th birthday, a little bit older for the class, there's some idea that he could reclassify to 23. Your vibes. 
Well, as far as the class of 2023, you know, even before Rayola committed, it wasn't going to be easy for Ohio State to, to get a top-notch guy. I mean, you look at uh, Stroud is there. He, he is almost certainly going to be gone after this coming season. But you've got five-star Kyle McCord right behind him. Uh, after that, you've got Devin Brown, who was a borderline five-star guy and was very impressive this spring. So you're going to have to get a guy like a Devin Brown that has absolutely no fear of competing for the 2023 class. Those guys aren't always that easy to find uh, that have absolutely zero fear of uh, of who's there and who's competing, and that was Devin Brown. So, you know, th- there are three offers on the board still for Ohio State, um, but to be realistic, probably none of them are going to end up at Ohio State. The best chance is Dylan Lonergan, but what Ohio State's got going very much against them is baseball. He's a great baseball player, and we know that, you know, you don't usually come to Ohio State to play baseball. Um, for that reason, I think he's going to end up at either South Carolina or Stanford. Um, you know, they have good baseball programs. If he does want to try to do both or if baseball evolves, that, that those are the places he's most likely to go. But Ohio State's got to get a quarterback. Stroud leaves, and that leaves you two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. That doesn't work well. They've got to get somebody. I, I talked this week on on, on Bucknuts about uh, Corey Dennis was at St. John Bosco last week to look at Pierce Clarkson, who was committed to Louisville. Will anything become of that? We'll see. But I, I do know uh, Pierce Clarkson is committing for Louisville, so that's that's not necessarily a, a great sign for Ohio State. But they haven't even offered the kid yet. But they got to get somebody. Um, and, and Corey Dennis is scouring the country looking to restructure the Ohio State 2023 board. And I'm sure that they're going to keep in mind the transfer portal as well, but they've got to get somebody uh, just in case, uh, you know, you have one guy injured, McCord, Devin Brown, whoever, you got to have more than one backup. Uh, Several years ago, Ohio State had a deficit at quarterback and they took a kid from Ohio who some didn't think was capable of playing at Ohio State. The only quarterback Urban Meyer has ever accepted sight unseen. His name was Joe Burrow. Mark, is there a class of 2023 quarterback in Ohio that you think the Buckeyes could settle on? Uh, That's probably not the right word. The Buckeyes could choose a kid who the dream of Ohio State may be the reason he'd make the move. Yeah, the quarterback board in Ohio goes with uh, Brock Lowry from Canfield as the top quarterback in Ohio. Ironically, that's in my backyard, and I went over two days ago to watch him work out for Buffalo, and I went over last week and watched him work out for Indiana, and he worked out for Wisconsin yesterday. So there's your guy that people are looking at. He ran 4.65 at 6'2", 205 pounds. Uh, He's got a good arm, and from what I've seen, he's been working out in the weight room, and he went from 195 up to about 210 right now. Uh, his arm's stronger, and he's driving the ball. Uh, he'll be at maybe camps this summer, but he's thinking about committing, not to dive into his whole recruitment, but he would be the top guy in Ohio. Ohio State has talked to him. Uh, Brock is such a big kid at that size. He looks like one of the best linebackers in Ohio when he walks into the room. So he's been asked to maybe uh, camp as a linebacker at Ohio State or a quarterback. Okay, He's that versatile. Uh, after him at Lakota West is Coach Bolden's son, uh, Mitch Bolden. 
outstanding baseball player, has some Mac offers, Marshall, uh, Miami of Ohio. And then uh, down in Jackson, Ohio, uh, that quarterback just committed to OU. Um, drawing a blank on his name right now, but those are the top three. After that, there's no one with Division One offers. On our board, uh, someone asked about Drew Novak, the quarterback down in uh, southern Ohio, threw for 5,000 yards, rushed for 1,200, had the most uh, passing touchdowns in uh, Ohio or even the country last year. Only has Notre Dame College of Ohio right now. May not have the arm strength, but he's young for his age. He's one of those kids that's a late birthday. There may be some development there. So there's a long answer for your, you know, is there a guy like Drew Aller that they came in late last year and offered? You know, when things got th you know, you know, thinned at the end there, Drew Aller from Medina was offered. Uh, same thing could happen this year. Midway through uh, Brock's senior year, they could say, hey, if you love Ohio State and you want a chance here, here's your chance. But that's the scenario that it would be. It's always a little bit of a, of a question because the reason the story gets so much interesting here, 25, we do have a good idea who they're going to go after. It's Ryan Montgomery, uh, younger brother of Luke. Another cosmic event, Bill, you spoke to his dad recently, so put that one in context for us. Well, uh, Mark uh, mentioned that Wisconsin was in Ohio yesterday. Their offensive coordinator was in Ohio, and, and lo and behold, one of his stops was at Finley. Uh, he stopped at Finley and, not shockingly, offered a scholarship to Ryan Montgomery. And, you know, Ryan just continues to blow up. He, he is tremendous. Um, I, I did speak with the, the, the camp, uh, the Montgomery camp yesterday, and it, it basically, you know, they're, they're uh, continuing the process of evaluating. They're looking at all the schools. They're visiting schools. He's going to be back at Ohio State on June 16th for the Ohio State 7-on-7 seven -seven competition camp. Um, he's also planning that day uh, to work with Ryan Day, and Ohio State is going to continue the pursuit of him. Uh, what is the Rayola commitment do in regards to Ryan Montgomery? Well, it, basically, Ryan is going to look at everything. You know, of course, every every quarterback looks at least a little bit at the depth chart. He'll look at that. Um, they all do. Uh, but he, in the end, is going to pick the school that's best for him. I don't think he's going to be afraid. In fact, I know he's not going to be afraid of competing. You know, he's a very competitive kid, an outstanding prospect. He's not going to back off for that. If he feels like Ohio State is the best school for him, he's going to pick Ohio State. If not, he'll go somewhere else. You know, he's got Michigan. He's got Georgia. You know, he's got Notre Dame. He's got the big offers already. He's only a freshman. Uh, but he's only a freshman, so there's a lot of time left. And, and as was said to me yesterday, there is a lot of time left. Who knows what it's going to be like in a year from now, let alone several years from now. Mark, I think we do this naturally, but we probably pump up Ohio kids a little bit just because of our regional bias here. How would you compare Ryan to a Rayola, to a Dylan Lonergan, to those national type guys? You know what? Actually, favorably, and they're not cut from a much different mold. It's not like one of them's an athlete that runs around and runs the option, and another one's a pure dropback guy. They're both middle of the road guys. Ryan Montgomery's a pretty good athlete. Dylan Royal is a pretty good athlete. Neither one of them are going to go run the zone read all day on you, but they get out of the pocket and they, you know, escape and use their eyes downfield. Ryan Montgomery, when I first saw him, was probably about 185 pounds, and ever since then, he's just got bigger and stronger. 
And he's been a kid, and Bill can attest that we saw Finley earlier in the year. We saw him in the playoffs. I saw him. He gets better every time. When Michigan offered him in the summer, and I saw uh, Montgomery at a Toledo camp, I didn't think it was there yet. I didn't see it. If you wanted my honest opinion, I thought, ah, that's a little early. They may have offered to get his brother. Nice-looking freshman, but okay. Fast forward, fast forward. I see it now. I've seen enough of his workouts with this quarterback coach. I've seen enough of him on tape. I've seen him get bigger and stronger where you see a 6'2", 6'3", maybe a bigger kid, you know, and the arm strength has got much more pure and sound. The delivery you see on his quarterback coach worth them, the ball's coming out of their hotter. It's almost jumping off his hand now. So the progression has been there. If you wanted a real answer, he's one year behind Raiola. You know, he's got one year to catch up to him constantly. So we're looking at this 225 pound kid. No, Montgomery's never going to be that, but, he may be 210 or 215 by this is all said and done. So, yeah, they're pretty much in the same boat. They're not playing in different ballparks. And definitely I want to get... add to uh, what Mark said. I think Mark was at uh, – I, I was at the first Finley game this season, and I, I, I can't recall. Mark, you may have been there as well. And Ryan didn't get in that game because they had a, a, a senior quarterback coming back that, that started that game. But I talked to Ryan after the game and physically, you know, he, he didn't look quite there yet. You look at him now. He's 6'4 now. He's defined. I mean, he's muscled. <laughs> he does not look like a freshman. He is physically far above your typical freshman. And what he's going to look like in three years, it, it, you know, it, it, he's going to be tremendous uh, physically everything. And then just the haymaker of the recruitment is that he's going to get free admission to many, many Ohio State games before he has to make his decision, given his brother going there. And if you can deny that after being in the shoe 20 times, you're a stronger man than me. All right, we're going to take a quick break for those of you listening to the podcast, and then we're going to come back and tackle as many of y'all's questions as we can. And there's the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. So let's do this. Okay, Spider Sillery, one of the best. Can you guys talk about the newest offer sent out from OSU? Elijah Griffin, Jante Gilbert, and others. William. Yeah, there. Uh, a lot of these offers are going out to Georgia kids. Um, Shocker. Yeah. I mean, there is so much talent in that state. It's, un- it's incredible. Yeah, it's- I-, I mean, let's quickly digress here. I don't think I've ever seen a state take over like this. It feels like every offer Ohio State makes, one of every two offers is to Georgia, Bill. This has got to be, is this the most you've ever seen one state get into it? Yeah, and the positive thing for Ohio State is these kids are legitimately interested. Look at the – go to the Bucknuts database uh, for official visits for June 24th. You're going to see Georgia kids dominating that list, Georgia Florida kids making official visits to Ohio State that weekend, and they're big. I just had a story on this week, Vic Burley, tremendous defensive end out of Georgia. 
his offers are all legit. They're not any, they're not any offers he can't commit to. They're legit. And he's going to visit Ohio State. And right now, Ohio State gets the last shot. So most a lot of these offers are going out to Georgia kids, and for good reason. There is so much talent down there. Tim Walton's working down there for Ohio State and other coaches, Perry Eliano. And I'll go one step further. Tyler Atkinson. Uh, most people don't know that name, and for good reason. He's an eighth grader in Georgia. Ohio State offered him yesterday. Tim Walton wow. was at his practice. I'll have a whole full story on him uh, this morning, early afternoon on Bucknuts. Uh, he's a six foot three, 190 pound edge defensive end uh, rush guy from Georgia. That's an eighth grader, already has Ohio State, Georgia, uh, and a number of other big time offers. He's going to be at Ohio State this summer. He's already told me. So, you know, they're going where the talent is in offering these kids early. It's unbelievable. Eighth grade. Bill, who's the last? I don't want to put you on the spot here. Can you remember them offering an eighth grader before? Uh, I really cannot write offhand. Mark, maybe you can help me out, but I I really don't uh, recall that happening. Mark? Yeah, I, even the freshman, Ryan Montgomery, getting an offer last year, or any other freshman, that's as early as I can remember. You know, I thought that was rather shocking at the time. You know, like, oh, the sophomores is a pretty standard thing for Ohio State, but freshmen, you really got to jump off the tape. Awesome. All right, from and, Tom, and, and talking about uh, the early offer guys, uh, Rusty Manziel is, is our guy in Georgia, and he's as good as it gets down there. He's great. Um, I, I was talking to him last night, and he has seen Tyler Atkinson in person. You know, again, Atkinson's only an eighth grader, but Rusty's already seen him in person. He said the kid is really a baller. He is legit. That's unbelievable. All right. They're going to get some uh, football questions here on the current team from Tom Polly. Do you guys think we will open up the playbook more offensively this year? And do you think Ryan Day will disguise his play calling better as to not telegraph the plays? Clearly, Tom may not be the biggest Ryan Day fan. He's got very high standards, as Ryan Day is considered a pretty forward-thinking offensive mind. Mark, you want to try that one? Yeah, breaking down that eye in the sky every week, you know – I didn't really pick up on anything that telegraph. That's not like a word I would say. I came out of those breakdowns saying, yeah, we're really, the, the defense was where we were telegraphing what we were doing. If you want to say, Hey, was our defense going to telegraph what it's doing anymore? Absolutely not. Totally different. Um, Ohio state. The only thing they telegraph, I think is zone run. We run zone run. We haven't seen the power. O. we haven't seen the gap plays. We haven't seen the kick out blocks as much. It's inside zone. It's outside zone. To me, that got a little repetitive. If you, if you want my, you know, if you want to answer his question with something that was telegraphed, uh, when you're the biggest, strongest team on the field, you just line up and push people off the ball and out muscle them and out technique them and, and you know, you assert your superiority. Uh, sometimes when you're that good, it, it may feel like you're telegraphing the plays and, hey, we're just going to line up it on third down and shove it down your throat. Uh, with the running backs we have, I don't know how you don't just hand it to them, even if it feels telegraphed, you know, going back to that word for him. Uh, I don't necessarily see it that way. I mean, the offense went through two receivers last year and a tailback for the most part. It was centric through those three guys. It wasn't like the tight ends and a lot of other guys were getting involved. They would bring in other backs. But 
maybe that gets diversified this year a little bit. Maybe they have some other receivers, Emeka Buka, Marvin Harrison Jr., these other guys stepping in the roles. Maybe we get a tight end more involved with the receiving tight end. That may open things up and make it not so routine or telegraphed. But when you're an Ohio State fan, I think you've watched so many games, it feels telegraphed. I think Ohio State fans just are too in tune to what Ohio State's done for so many years. We're a tad spoiled, Mark. That, that may be it, too. That may be it, too. Jeff Kogan wants to know, and this is another question that's come up, Bill. You have rolled a crystal ball for Noah Rogers towards Ohio State. He is the receiver out of North Carolina. The first question that comes from that, knowing that we already have Bryson Rogers, yes, there's a D in his last name, in the mix, and Mark did a great review on him. What would it mean then for Floridians Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis? Well, they, uh, I think the question also, but you know, are they still even in play? And oh, yeah. They are absolutely in play. In fact, um, if I was ready, and I've been very close to crystal balling either one of those guys, Tate and Ennis, it would go to Ohio State at this point. And I've said that for quite some time, and I continue to say it. Uh, Ennis is the perfect um, slot guy to perhaps come into the perfect situation. Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be at Ohio State one more year, and then he's going to head off to the riches of the NFL. So there's going to be an opening. Uh, certainly, High State has guys on the roster that can fill that opening, but Ennis could come in and, and look to possibly fill that opening right away. Uh, he is very much in play. He's visiting a high State official visit June 17th, and uh, wouldn't shock me at all if by the end of June or early July he was committed to High State. He has said he's going to take the recruiting process out, but I still would not be surprised. As far as Carnell Tate, I still like where Ohio State stands. Uh, Tennessee, uh, he did make an official visit there, um, and they are still working, and so is Notre Dame, but I like where Ohio State stands with him as well. Bill, I'm coming back to you here. Tackett Curtis and Todd Bowles Jr. were the talk of the site for several weeks. Todd Bowles Jr. chatter slipped away. Glenn Dinkins wants to know, are we back on track with Todd Bowles Jr.? Well, he's certainly still a guy at Heist they would like to have, absolutely. Uh, will they get him? I, I don't think so. Um, at one point I did, uh, but I don't anymore. You know, again, I don't ever count Ohio State out uh, recruiting-wise if they're still going after a kid. Uh, I think you're foolish to do that the way they've recruited. But in, in the end, I think he stays most likely in the South. His dad is now uh, the, the head coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, I think he probably ends up staying in the South at Georgia or Florida or, or, or wherever. But I, I don't see him ending up at Ohio State right now. Uh, on the other hand, Tackett Curtis, I've got a crystal ball for him to Ohio State. And he is visiting, making his official visit the big weekend uh, of June 24th. And, and I, uh, it's not a done deal. I mean, Wisconsin's still pushing for him and USC is still pushing for him and he's going to make official visits to those schools. And he is absolutely still evaluating the schools and he's going to make his official visits. But boy, when you give a high state the last shot in the mm. job they do uh, on official visits, it's hard to bet against the Buckeyes. Mark, you can handle this if you want. This is more in Bill's wheelhouse. I'll give you both a shot. This is going to be our last question of the day from Jack Edits. Can you name a recruit that people don't think we get that you actually think we have a chance at? Um, 
You know, the first name that popped in my head was Arvell Reese from Glenville. And I know that's because he's going to go see the, the USC visit, and he'll take all of his visits. And it may feel like he's in love with Michigan. He's been up there, and there's pictures. And I think you get Arvell Reese at the end of the day. I think, you know, that Glenville pipeline is back. Bryce West, obviously, the class below. You know, he's a legitimate big-time player. And as the summer goes on, it's going to feel like he's leaving the state of Ohio. But, you know, it's just throwing a name out there. There's the one that popped in my head. Right on. Bill? Uh, I'm going to go with the state we talked about. Oh, good old Georgia. Love that state myself, by the way. But um, uh, the name I come up came up with the big visit uh, earlier this week, uh, actually, through, through Rusty Manziel. Uh, Vic Burley, elite defensive lineman, defensive end, rush guy uh, from Georgia. He's going to make his official visit to Ohio State that big weekend, June 24th. He has an official visit to Georgia before that. He's also got uh, Michigan State, Tennessee, and uh, a couple other schools in the mix. But I think it's going to come down to Ohio State and Georgia. It's hard to bet against Georgia, but if, and I kind of think this is going to happen, if Ohio State gets him past that earlier official visit to Georgia and he continues out and takes his official visits, once again, Ohio State gets that last shot, and he's a name that would be a big surprise, I think, uh, for you know recruit pe- recruiting people across the country that Ohio State could beat out Georgia. I'm not saying they're going to, but I think it's a possibility. The Ohio State staff is full of closers, just like we are here, Mark and Bill. We appreciate them stopping by. Like we said, smash that like button, subscribe, do what you got to do to make sure this podcast or video arrives in your queue ready to rock. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a wonderful day, Bucknutters.